Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy, episode number 96. Getting closer. We are getting close to 100. Just on that point, very quickly, before we introduce our wonderful guest today, for the 100th episode, we're doing it live, we have sold out the Lowry Theatre. Congrats. Congratulations. <laughs> we sold it out. Come, Cannot believe it. Thanks for all your support. 450 tickets sold like that. So looking forward to everyone that's coming on the 9th of October. If you've got tickets, great. Welcome. We can't wait to see you. We'll definitely be sticking around for a few drinks afterwards. Um, if you didn't, unfortunately, I'm sure we may do more live episodes in the future. And the audio version will be live on Apple for you all to listen to. And there'll be a, a cool behind-the-scenes video coming to this channel very, very soon. Yeah, so I think you're going to get really look forward to that. So we've got a lot of planning to go ahead, but we are excited. And again, thanks for all your support. And all the profits will be going to a charity that's announced on the night. Our guest today yes. is somebody who I've been a big fan of even before I met her. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to bump into her one time at the driving range. And since that, I've been it's been a pleasure to call her my friend. Today, we have Carly Booth on the podcast. Carly, thanks for being on the podcast Pleasure to be here, Rick. I'm Thanks excited. Oh, no, it's great. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's funny because we've scheduled a two-hour window for this podcast, and you're saying you not might not. <laughs> we might only just scratch the surface, so we're going to try and cover as much as we can. But first off, I think it's a really nice opening. How would you describe yourself? You you bump into someone in the street. You go, oh, hi, nice to meet you. What's your name and what do you do? Well, that's a funny one because some people. Take it seriously, and some people don't. Like, take your job serious. Well, they just don't believe I'm a professional golfer. If I'm just walking and just say, "Yeah, I'm hi, I'm Carly Booth. I, I play golf for a living." No, seriously, what do you? Is that what you get? Is that response you get? Seriously, what do you? And you got no, no, I am, and I've won. Yeah, I play golf. And nah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty good. Nah. <laughs> I got friends that play golf. Nah, like. <laughs> so they don't believe you. Never. Do you ever no. make a? Do you make ever make a different job title up? Just because you bought the same. No, I know golfer. people that do this, but I just don't have the the balls to do it. To be honest, You're like a, dol- a dolphin trainer or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I thought about saying like I'm an astronaut or like you know I'm a rally driver. If I wasn't a golfer, I'd always want to be something in some adrenaline kind of sport. You could have been a gymnast, right? Well, yeah, I could have, but my my career would have ended a long time ago. <laughs> I would have definitely broke my neck if I tried to do gymnastics. Um, I want to fire things off. Guy, you've got some quick fire questions for Carly. Yeah, we've not done this for a while, Carly, but sometimes when we have a guest on, we've got like eight or nine, kind of either or 
um, questions. So you can either just shoot off the bat and just say the answer straight away, or if you want to elaborate, that's also cool. So the first one, nine holes or the driving range? Nine holes, 100%. More fun? Well, I that's how I used to play growing up. I'd play nine holes with like two, three balls. And I'd actually, literally this is something I really did do when I was a kid. I'd have three golf balls because I can drive. I was so young. So dad would just drop me off at the golf course. There you go. I'll pick you up in like three hours before mobile phones or anything. So I'd play me against Annika Sorensen and Tiger Woods. That's class. <laughs> so that's what I would do. Who used to win? Well. You always won. I mean, I'd hope I'd always win, but sometimes it actually wasn't the case. But I'd always tell myself I was the winner. That's a good way of doing it. I think I might know the answer to this one before I even ask it after what you said to Rick off camera before, but Netflix or YouTube? Definitely. <laughs> I know. I know it hurts. Netflix. <laughs> and are you, a, are you a drama person, a series person or films? I'm more of a series. Yeah, I am to be honest. Again, this one I think has been answered by what you've just said there, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Tiger or Jack Nicholas? I think Tiger because that's who I grew up watching and that's who I kind of looked up to. Jack Nicholas is a little bit of an era before, but still an absolute legend. Have you had a chance to meet Jack or Tiger? Neither. Oh, I felt like you'd have rubbed shoulders. Well, I mean, he did, like, Tiger did wave at me once at the Ryder Cup, but that was about it. When you were. And then I did watch him win at Augusta live at. um, 2019. Pretty amazing. Did you? Yeah. Oh my! Were you just a, just a spectator, or were you working? Um, I had a an event of just hosting people. So, um, someone that you guys might know, Bob Mannery. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So we had a really great group of people. A fun week, but it was just amazing to see. You were with Bob. Yeah, I was with Bob. Well, not literally with Bob, but <laughs> you know, hosting he is. Him. He is a character. Absolute legend. He's actually just currently got the number one podcast. I was listening to that literally on the way here this morning. If you don't know Bob Mannery. so funny. It's a a definite over 18 warning is needed. But listen to our podcast first. Of course. course. Um, Driving or putting? Well, I think, you know, I mean, I like to drive. It's always been something that I'm, like, I've always been quite a long hitter and something I'm more of the stronger parts of my game but putting is definitely where I've struggled and I know that's where the money is made so it's uh something I'm constantly working on but you'd probably choose driving yeah it's more fun <laughs> do you think then there's obviously a big debate certainly in both men's and, and women's game but how important distance is now do you think it is as important as what we're getting told it is or do you still like you said then you think it's all about putting and, and literally getting the ball in the hole I think on the on like the PGA, like they're hitting it so far, like it's almost a joke mm. in a sense. Um, but you know, it's consistency, accuracy, and getting the the ball in the hole. So I mean, it always comes down to putting. Do you think if you can drive it? Obviously, you're a phenomenal driver of the golf ball. You almost don't consider that as much of a strength because you can al- already do it almost, and therefore you see putting as something that you definitely need to improve on. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can always be better at every aspect of our game. It's, it's, it's a sport that you're consistently trying to get better. Even the best are still trying to get better. But f- f- 
the likes of even watching the British Open, like Bryson hits it so far, but he's hitting it in the rough. Mm. Even though he's closer, it's it's no advantage. Because yeah. you'd rather be shorter on the fairway and then you have a better like attempt to get closer to the to the pin because coming out the rough you can't control it the same. Oh, that's so very I true. think fairways are just our key thing. I mean we can all hit it far enough. Mm-hmm. So it's like whether that twenty extra yards is really worth it sometimes. You're a long hitter, aren't you? I feel like you are from the videos of same with Rick as well. You can get it out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old's your do you know your average carried? It used to be a lot longer now because I've obviously had a shoulder operation, but it used to be about a two sixty carry. Wow. Not not as much now, but where would that rank you on the L E T two sixty carry? I was always top kind of five ish, top really? ten, yeah. Wow. Um, and but now, like, obviously, this is my first season back from my operation, so it's a little bit different. But yeah, driving was always one of my strongest. Mm. Okay, last of these little questions then. First app you open in the morning? Usually WhatsApp, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Then probably Instagram, then my emails. And then it's like back to WhatsApp, Insta. That's that's my routine. It's like, what app do you open? Well, they open uh, WhatsApp first. Well, and it's like round in a circle it's forever. It's usually what's there yeah. when I wake up and see what I need to answer. Or what notification? Are you, yeah. are, you, are you on your phone a lot? Like Rick, you, literally on, as we speak on this, like Rick's horrendous. <laughs> I'm literally just checking. I, I, I'm not even checking Rick, anything. Rick's just checking his Apple Pay still works. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know what? It's just a habit everyone gets into. Yeah. And especially like as someone that travels so much and you're generally on your own. Like you go to your phone because that's that's where your friends are. That's where everything's happening, and you know, yeah. unless you're watching Netflix yeah. or YouTube, <laughs> you're usually chatting to people or FaceTiming or speaking with family or friends. I feel like you don't even have a do you have do you even have a YouTube account? I think I tried to start <laughs> one like two years ago, and I didn't really get very far <laughs> i think youtube's one of those things that like i honestly watch so much youtube not even golf related just all sorts i think you're either in that world or you're not I like yeah. i know some like american youtubers and stuff i deem as like unbelievable celebrities whereas like my wife would have a clue they are and it's like you either live in that world yeah. or you just don't have any interest yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that and there's a, there's a few crossovers now we're starting to see with youtubers yeah. becoming a bit more mainstreamed well like, have you heard of ksi no. He's kind of the musician. He's doing a lot more music stuff now. He did a bit of boxing. Surprises me, actually, because he's gone from YouTuber to kind of like much more mainstream celeb. Not heard of him. Need to get out more, Carly. I bet you've danced to his tunes. No, I have not. Oh, I've not danced in ages. That's true. Obviously, COVID. You do like dancing, though. I love dancing. You're a good dancer. I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't... Here, have you been working on your uh, singing skills since my golf day? Oh, my God. Right. So, Come on, let's hear this. <laughs> no, no, no. This was, it, I hate... I must admit, I hated this. So I did embarrass him it, a little bit. I feel like it was four years ago or three. It was 2018. 18. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. The, the famous 2018. Yeah, that, Rick had a good year in 2018, which we'll come on to after maybe. It was August. Until he sang. Yeah, <laughs> well, all back, downhill. back end of August, and Carly said, I'm running a golf day. Would you love to attend? I'd love to attend. It was one, one of my favourite golf courses. I think Stockport. I actually remember you going to this. Stockport Golf Club, Great one of my fa- favourite golf courses. Had a wonderful day. Played with Lee Sharp, who's a yeah. Man United legend. Really enjoyed it. Um, and afterwards, we had a nice little kind of... Um, 
like not gala dinner. It was quite relaxed. It was a small gathering, more so. But everyone was suited and booted, right? And Carly, you were on the Guinness. I was on the Guinness. Carly had put some great entertainment on. We had like Patty McGuinness there, like some nice. really good people, and so, of course my legendary brother Paul. Yeah. So, um, uh, Cole Page, who's a singer, who is Mason Page's dad. Who, uh, you've met Mason a few times before. Oh yeah, he's been on a few videos as well. He's up there singing. He's bloody brilliant, right? He's singing all these fantastic, like, Sinatra songs and all this. And next thing, I get a tap on the shoulder. He's behind me. Tap on the shoulder. Stand up. Stand up, he's saying to me. I'm like, oh, my God, please don't tell me he's going to get me to sing. And everyone's laughing, and Carly's got a phone out, and Hannah Davis was there with a phone out, thinking, oh, crap, I'm in front of a lot of people here, including Paddy McGuinness and you guys and loads of other people, thinking, oh my, he's going to get me to sing. So he stands up and he's singing uh, My Way, I think it was. Frank Sinatra, My me Way. Me and Mrs. Jones. Oh, me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts singing this line and he, he puts the mic to me. Now, I'm a born performer guy. You are. You in every capacity of two, my life. Two GCDs at school, didn't you? Uh, PE and uh, <laughs> drama. So I, I am born for stage. <laughs> I'm not born for I've singing. I've never seen you go so red. Because <laughs> oh it was pretty awful. It was absolutely awful. Um, what's really funny is sometimes if I'm singing to like my kids at night when it's like bedtime. What's the go-to song at night? I'm not singing it now. Baby Shark. <laughs> There's a couple that I'll, I'll blast out. And honestly, in, in a moment when it's dark and I've got my eyes shut and I'm singing to my kids, I'm actually pretty mm, decent at singing. some level of talent there. <laughs> <laughs> that talent eluded me at this moment in time and it was horrendous. It was like I need, I was, to, need to see this clip. It was like I was strangling a cat. Oh, it's great. I love it. A couple of people later, Paddy McGuinness gets up. His was just, just. I bet he can sing, can he? He just knocked out the park. No, he just knocked out the park. Just confident and just killed it. He just absolutely. No, he didn't say anything. He just literally said, "I can feel your penis in my back." (laughs) Oh, he did. you not sing? No. I thought it's. Oh, why did I go with the penis in the back? (laughs) Well, you also got your penis, so well, unfortunately, he wasn't standing right behind you. It's actually to your side, so Uh, it's in my side. Yeah, so that that was funny, but no, that was that was a good fun day. Um, Wow, every podcast we have now, we end up talking about your penis in some capacity every single week. Just want to get the views up. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so. We've Moving got, on. <laughs> we've got Cal on the podcast. Yes. You are, if I'm correct, a three-time winner on the Ladies European Tour. Um, you've been on the European Tour for like 10 years now, is it, coming up to? This is my 12. 12, so 12 years. So you're an OG on the Ladies European I'm, Tour. I'm very old. Um, I didn't say old, OG. Um, but with the podcast, we normally start off with literally the simple question of tell us how you got into golf, how you started golf, and let's just go on a journey to where we are today. <sighs> well, where do I start? So, um... I grew up on a farm. Um, I've got two older brothers. My older brother plays golf. I got into golf really through him. My dad was a silver medalist for wrestling. He kind of... Silver medalist in the Olympics? Yeah, uh, Commonwealth Games. Oh, wow, which one? um, God, let's go back, way back. 60s, 70s. My dad's 84 this month. Oh, is he? Wow. Yeah. So... When I say I'm old, I'm only 29. Which I think is old, but it's I'm not still old. I'm still under it's thirty. Not old. You're exactly. under thirty until then. Um, so he just kind of well, my whole my mom and my dad like literally just as soon as we were born, like into the gym, like made us try every sport possible. Like I was really good at gymnastics, swimming, 
Um, Wallace was really good at my oldest brother who turned professional, uh, really good at squash wrestling as well. He was like British under 18 champion for wrestling as well. So we're just a really sporty family, but he chose golf. Then I kind of followed in his footsteps. And how old were you at this point? I think I was about 10 where I had to do, well, I got, when I was eight, actually, I got my first handicap, which was 20. Okay. Wow. Which seemed to be like a world record at the time. It's pretty good, that, isn't it? unbelievable. So I just kind of stood out a little bit at that point. And Uh, and did you, at eight-year-old, did you realize you were really good at golf at that time? No, I just, I just went to do what I had to do and that was it. Was it because also you had, obviously, your older brothers, was it the fact that you weren't as good as Wallace yet? you maybe didn't think you were that good for example possibly yeah like if it wasn't for him I wouldn't be probably as good as I got so young and so quickly because I had someone to look up to and constantly just I always find anything you do like if you've got someone that's kind of pushing you or making you work harder or be better it's always great to be around absolutely so uh yes so you're, so you're on a farm in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, where, what, where in Scotland? Um, just 12 miles west of Glen Eagles. Okay. So is that that Stirling area? That is about 25 minutes from okay. there. So, so, so right in the middle of Scotland, basically. Kind of, if you if you think of Stirling and Perth, it's like kind of in between. Okay. So Glen Eagles, just a little bit west. I get you. So you're on, you're on a farm, you're eight-year-old, you've just got a 20, 20 handicap, your brother's playing well, you're trying loads of different sports. You've mentioned gymnastics. And I know you, you were really into gymnastics. Yeah, I was a gymnast for Scotland from age eight to 10 for under 12s. Wow. And then um, I think as well, it's just when you're kind of competing in too many different sports, you kind of have to decide which sport you want to excel at. Because I couldn't, I, there was not enough days no, in the exactly. week. And so. your mum and dad must have been taxi drivers. Literally, that's all they were. <laughs> because again, if you're on a farm, I'm guessing it's quite rural. I'm guessing Very. you're not close to things. It was 25 minutes to gymnastics or 30 minutes to swimming. That's crazy. Golf. Like my dad took me all over the UK. He literally drove everywhere. Um, wow. So, I mean, I'm so thankful for all the opportunities that they gave me. And that's probably where I excelled quite young. Um, and then um, from there, that was kind of my decision at about age 10. And then 12, I th- you would say that I kind of came more into the media was when I won that um, British Masters with Sandy Lyle. Yeah. Uh, that was. 2004, I think. Well, one thing it says here that I don't know if this is, this is on Wikipedia, so it might be incorrect, but it said that you became the youngest ladies' club champion in Britain at the age of 11. Oh, yeah. I so just that. missed that all. <laughs> Oops. So you were 11. Oh, yeah, I forgot about being club champion. This was at Dunblane so New, was it? Well, I was a member at three clubs. So Dunblane, Octorarder, which is the course next door to Glen Eagles, and Comrie, my local. And I won all three that year. 11? Shut And can you remember, like, what scores you were... Was it scratch to take it with being club champs, or...? Well, you, like, I guess you do the... Um, qualify to, mm-hmm. the, to the last whatever, and then it's match play. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, right. So, it, yeah, it was match play. That's you won fantastic. three in a year at the age of 11. Yeah, I, that's why the women didn't like me. It, did, did you find that? Serious yeah. question. Did you find that... Uh, yeah. Wow. So you found that there was some... 
kind of tension or they, they didn't want a junior winning or was it the fact they didn't want a junior girl winning or what what was it that they kind of didn't like um, someone new there there's a few things where i'd love to show you but i can't show you right now where um i did a couple of things on the tv for even helping as junior girls were like my dad would drive me all the way to the south of scotland and he can watch me play. He wouldn't let parents go on the golf course. Right. So I'm playing like Scottish under 18s at age 10. Oh my goodness, on your own? On my own. And he can go and watch. So they wouldn't let parents go on the course. There's a public footpath. There's a few um, really great things I actually did at that age, which really changed a big insight and it kind of helped grow, I think, Scottish golf girls like what what did you do break down barriers well i <laughs> you'd have to watch it <laughs> so you got what a tv program where can no it was just i've got it on like i've got it on my phone on it was on a vcr that my mom's then sent me because she's gone through the vcrs to put on dvd to then <laughs> no way then i filmed it and it's crazy how you look back then and you see how much progress Women's golf, especially, has changed. So were you quite vocal in saying that this isn't right at that age? I think that's where my dad was very vocal. Okay. <laughs> he has no filter. Do you, do you know I was a, a, a wrestler? Do you know I was an Olymp <laughs> Olympic like, silver wrestler? Do you not know who you're talking to? <laughs> Is it, was he a big big fella? You didn't want to mess with him? Well, he was a bouncer for the Beatles for three years. What? And he owned nightclubs. He, he was, was a bouncer for the Beatles. Oh my, my dad God. was not someone you'd mess with. Wow, that's like, incredible. Yeah, he'd knock people out with his head. <laughs> he, had a, he, had, he had like a 21 one inch neck. Oh my word. <laughs> so, so he wasn't happy. His little Carly. He always tells me his stories about the kind of nightclub days. Because he, he's from Aberdeen but moved to Liverpool at like 17 for a job. And then just joined a gym and that's where the wrestling all kind of started. But got a job working as a bouncer and then when he he owned a club called the checkers club and then my mom came to work for him she's she's 15 years younger so that's how they met and um he used to say about the stories of like gangs he wouldn't let gangs in my my parents are proper teetotal don't drink no. smoke swear um like so he he would always be the the doorman on his on his club and so so he know he would know who is coming in and coming out like no 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 so then like he'd always he had a really nice car but he'd always have a really like crappy car right like we drive to the club because no one's gonna look at that i get you because people would actually would, if, if he got turned away smash he'd go and smash his in, car uh, up. yeah smash in the nicest cars oh my goodness and then there was a time where he said he didn't let this gang come in. And they've waited for him outside the back. I mean, I don't know how realistic my dad likes to, you know, blase. Of course, but you, you've, got to, you've got to say the fish that you caught. I'm going with it. Yeah, you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to have a bit of a fishtail every now and again. Yeah. You've got to say the fish that you caught was a whopper. So go on, all yeah, these guys so were waiting for your dad. So there's like the back alleyway. And he's like, I've gone out with the bins. <laughs> And then these, these like, five, six guys are waiting for me. And he goes, right, well, 
the only thing I can do now is back myself into the corner and take one on one. Oh my god! And he <laughs> did one on one because he's like, like, "Well, I know they all can't come at me." Yeah, once, yeah, no one can get you back. No yeah, it's like Jackie Chan. Literally, it's like a Jackie Chan film. <laughs> I'm lost for words. You're always supposed to say you're supposed to go for the biggest one first, aren't you? I don't know, the big, you're, you're the man who knows this kind of stuff. You're supposed to go for the biggest, hardest one first. Or, and then you get knocked out and you don't feel any pain <laughs> <Yeah>. after that. <laughs> That's why bringing a boy home was never easy. <laughs> so, So after all this rock and roll lifestyle of your dad, that's when he ended up getting a farm in Scotland and going back home. But what's yeah. the one set? We've missed out the Beatles there. He was the bodyguard well, for the Beatles. Yeah. Like, yeah, for three years. And then they went to go to America, wanted him to go with him. Well, with them, but he turned them down to because he was training for the Olympics. Does he have any like mad memorabilia at home then of anything from the Beatles? So like we, he had his house broken into, and a lot of that got stolen. Oh actually. My. But so oh we, we had stuff that was from like John yeah. Lennon or whatever. Loads of that. Oh wow. my god, that Which must be heartbreaking. Sad for him, yeah. Big time. That's crazy. Oh my word, <laughs> that was really cool. Um, yeah. And I then like I have a dancing brother that won four gold medals for being a powerlifter. I know. Well, t- that dive to into do with the golf day that you came to. Yeah, so. yeah. Because that that helped fund it, didn't it? Yeah. So because tell us no a bit more. In 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 Paralymp- well, in the Paralympics or sorry, he's Special Olympics. So there's two things. There's a, there's a mental disability and there's obviously a physical disability. Just, just sorry, just quick one. Just explain that just in case people missed it. So this is is he your. Is he older? Still older brother? I'm the youngest, so okay. he's the middle one. Yeah, so he's called Paul. Called Paul. He has Down syndrome. Um, and he, well, he actually first went to the Special Olympics for swimming and got um, two bronze medals. Right. Then Amazing. decided, I don't want to swim. I want to, like, be a powerlifter. Oh, my goodness. So then he's gone into powerlifting and he's gone to... The Special Olympics, which the first thing I did was actually do a skydive in Dubai to raise money. You did that? I did that. And that was back in 2014, I think. Um, Because, again, there's no funding. There's no grants. So at least there was something that I could do to help towards even just their tracksuits, their uniforms. Of course. um, Or whatever kind of equipment they needed. And he went there and won four gold medals then i did another well then i started doing i've done two golf days now so that was to raise money for the la world games yeah and he went and won a gold and a bronze that's so good and then he decided i'm retiring now i want to be a coach and then he said he wants to be a singer and wants me to be (laughs) (laughs) can i be his band manager and i'm like oh my god or you can be a singer. I don't mind. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's I'm incredible. like, I know someone that might be great for yeah. our band. Co- Cole Page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's amazing. So, so I mean, you've really come from an incredibly sporty family. Massively. And then Wallace. I mean, I can't not talk about my oldest brother. Um, you know, he won all this, one of the best amateurs throughout Scotland. He was Walker Cup. Really? Um, finished, I think it was third or fourth in the individual in the World Cup against like Ricky Fowler, and then they won the, the World Championships. Wow. So beat America and all that. So, yeah. And then he 
was British wrestling champion under 18s. He played squash for Scotland. Like, I mean, just. This is bad. We should have got the whole Booth family on. I know. That could be a follow-up like podcast. Said, might be more than two hours. <laughs> we talk um, about the whole family. I mean, that that is phenomenal. So <clears throat> your brother was doing well. He was obviously starting to, you know, win things. How, how, many, how many years older is he than you? Wallace is seven. Paul is two and a half. So seven, you know, you were 11. Wallace was 18. You're winning all these club championships at the age of 11, which is like record-breaking. You had your big brother to look up to. Uh, from a golf certainly a golf standpoint Wallace and then kind of when did it when did Carly really realize that yeah you know what golf is definitely for me I want to go down this route of becoming a professional golfer I think it was probably around that time like 11 12 and then um you know I got kind of picked I played in my first home internationals age 12 yeah and then I went to America 14. At 14, so, you went to America? Yeah. got um, Well, I won the Duke of York, the Scottish under-18s. Duke of York, um, he started school in London. That He asked my dad if I would be willing to maybe go to, but I already accepted a scholarship to America. Wow. And where, where did you go to in America? Um, I did one year at IMG Academies. And, and where, where was that? That was in Bradenton, Florida. Okay. And then I did a foreign exchange in Arizona. So those two years. But then I got picked, being in America, I got picked for the Kurtz Cup. So I was 15. And that was, as we were speaking about earlier, St. Andrew's old course. Wow. Youngest ever to be picked for Great Britain, Ireland at 15. So what was it like at 14 when you went to America? Was that on your own? God, I put on so much weight. (laughs) You didn't. At 14, you wouldn't have done. I did. I just found a love for cookies. <laughs> Super, <laughs> supersized everything over in the US. Oh, it was a right shock. So, so you're 14. You, you didn't go out with your parents? No, I went on my own. What the hell? And did you get, obviously, well looked after, was it? Um, It was, like, a, I think there's two ways to look at it. It's It made me grow up really quickly. I bet. And also... Yeah, I, m- I met so many people. And was there any other superstar names in that class? Yeah, Corda Sisters. Were they well, really? Jessica. Um, you know, I used, because it's a sport for five people. So, for example. Um, what, do you, what do you mean you it's, a, see, it's a sport uh, for five people? Sorry. <laughs> it's a sport of five sports. Five sports. Five sports at a college, at a school. At a school. Okay. So, sorry. Um, baseball, uh, basketball, tennis, golf, and soccer. Okay. Uh, we know it's football. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I would see, like, Maria Sharapova training what? at this time. Uh, Paula Creamer at the oh time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Jessica Corda was kind of in the same time as me. And, um, yeah, there's a few few others i could name and was this a all-girls school or was the no no boys there mix, as well mix. so any was there any big male pros that we might know of now um not that i can think of i think a lot of people have come and gone through it i get you how long was this for then if you were 14 i, I only went there for a year and okay. then i went to arizona so going to arizona i did like a like a foreign exchange so i just went to a public high school Worked with a, a coach, and I'd play, like, quite a lot of the AJGA, which is known as the amateur tournaments there. And I was, like, playing a lot with, like, Cheyenne Woods. Wow. 
Like, so it's it was it was a great experience to kind of see that kind of level of the the field of uh, well, 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 what's going on in America as well as obviously playing in Europe. Of course. Well, you, you obviously you're doing great at club level. You win club championships, so, that's, so you kind of pass that level. You've then doing really well at the home nations, things like that. You've then got to test yourself at well, what what's the world offering, and you look at yeah. United States as that as probably being the benchmark to, to aim for, really. But in that time frame, like we're not homesick. We're not like lonely. Very, very. It's a, it's a bizarre. Like, did your parents come and visit you much? Did you no. go back home and visit much? No, I went to four different high schools in five years. So you were out there for five years, 14 to how old were you when you left America then? I left when I came back for Curtis Cup. So that was just before I turned 16. Okay. And then I finished my A-levels in Scotland. Um, but then I got my tour card while I was still in school. At what age? At 17. So I was in my last year of school doing my A-levels. I thought, I'll go to Q School because this is where I had the predicament. Do I go to like college for four years? Do I try and turn pro early? That was always something that I wasn't sure of, but I kind of was feeling I've had quite a lot of experience with the two years I had in America. It was almost like my thought was like, that's my college experience, even though it was not college. So I just kind of thought, well, I'm going to go to Q School, see where my game's at, or kind of have a feel of where or what I need to kind of do or improve. And um, I got my card straight away. And I was like, oh, crap. I've got to go back to school. Oh, my God. And, uh, like, I'd miss weeks at a time. So, my like, yeah, the school was really hard to, to complete. But I got my three A-levels. Um, so that was good. I bet, I bet it was hard for a number of reasons. Obviously, moving schools loads, missing your family, playing loads of golf, trying to get good at golf. Like, there's lots going on there. Never New really city, made a country. group of friends. Yeah, that, that's quite hard. Like, when you look back at it now, I mean, at the time, did you enjoy it? Or, or did you find it kind of not particularly nice? I think it's, you just know what you know at the time. Like, you don't know any different. Yeah. So, you just know you're there to do something. I think as you get a little bit older and then especially when I went to a more normal high school, it was kind of like, I always remember even younger, like coming home from gymnastics and you'd see like kids hanging out on a bus stop and you'd like quite envy those kids. You never did that really. I actually envied them. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, you know, all of that hard work has been worth it. And sometimes I think, I wish I worked harder. Yeah. When you, you know, it's, it's really well documented that like growing up, Tiger Woods was obsessed with Jack Nicklaus. He'd have like his age and his handicap written down. He'd always trying to beat him and beat him in the tournaments that he played in. Obviously you said earlier on that you, you really like looked up to Annika. Did you, we, as a kind of youngster at 14, 15, were, were you thinking like, are you thinking like Annika was doing X at this age, I want to be doing that, or I want to be as good as she was at this age and beating what she did in these tournaments? Or were you just kind of quite chilled? Were, were you super competitive? I was very competitive, but I never really thought about what anyone else was doing. So if I was just, if I was going to a tournament, I just knew I wanted to win. Mm -hmm. and that was it. That's That was my pure focus. And I think sometimes now it's like, I wish I let, I, th I thought less 
mm. about the outside things. Because mm. now, as a pro, there's a lot more to it. You start to kind of think about it more. And it's like, you kind of wish you were your kind of amateur mindset sometimes, where you, you're you a bit more feel it, fearless. Well, as a pro, you, you're playing for your livelihood. Yeah, and it's, 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 how, it's how, you, yeah, how you make money. It's how you get into the next tournament. It's where you rank yeah. for, for getting into certain events and things like that. So it, there's, there's much more pressure compared to just playing your amateur game where, you you know, it was much more relaxed and easy, really. So 17, you turned professional. And this is the thing. I think that was where there was a lot of pressure on me, like, to do well so quickly. And I think that's where I just, it took me two years before I, like, won to really find my feet because I think I put so much pressure on myself to please everyone mm. and I just knew I had the potential but it's like oh my god I don't want to let anyone down now you've got sponsors just like oh like I don't want to upset anyone I can't play bad so I think you know you get a bit overwhelmed especially being young as well so I think it was a lot of learning yeah and you know as a golfer you 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 learn you keep learning of course even at this age now so you took you two years to Win your first event. It was that Scottish Open, wasn't it? It was. That's incredible. That was an amazing feeling. It was. Especially and having my mum and my brother. Were there watching. Yeah, they amazing. were there watching. That's a good one to win as your first event. But yeah. then again, if, if this is... And I, I actually got an invite for that. So you won off an invite? Yeah. Wow. wow. And then you won the next month, am I right in thinking? So I just had in my head, it was weird. Because, you know, when, well, I, prior, just prior to winning the Scottish Open, I won an L.E.T. Axe access series yeah. which is the tour below which i thought i'll go just do some practice there well not practice but just play because i hadn't been playing and i won that so i think that just gave me a little bit of a boost to see where my game was at and also just give me a little bit of confidence to go into the scottish so i was playing well won that and then weirdly enough it's crazy how much the mind can make such an influence when you play golf and I was like, I've got less than a month now to win again before I turn 20. Is that, so that's what you S- so were thinking? So I was like, I want to do it one more time before I turn 20. And the, la- the final week before I turned 20 was the Swiss. So I actually ended up winning. But it, <laughs> it was my first hole-in-one on tour. My first ever hole-in-one. Was it really? <laughs> first time that... I played with Laura Davis, which was someone I always wanted to play with. Legend, yeah. And I won in the fourth playoff hole with an eagle. What? Yeah, so it was was a very, very memorable. Dramatic. And (laughs) yeah, I was very tired after that one. (laughs) What's, you know, that first win, obviously, you know, what now, it was 10 years ago. First 2012, win. yeah. That was four rounds as well, wasn't it? Because a lot of these other ones are three. Um, Apparently on here. Scottish was three. Uh, Switzerland was four. Yeah. And then the Czech I won, we've not got two, but that one. My recent one in 2019 was three. So that first win, Scottish Open, like, is it, is it almost, how, how do you s- describe how you feel after that win? Do you know, it doesn't really sink in until, like... Later. Yeah. Almost, almost when you look back at it, even now, as such. Yeah, I think um, then it was. Do you know the the biggest thing for me was like that relief. Yeah. It was like this big weight off my shoulders, and then 
Swiss was just an enjoyable one. Yeah, you the know. cherry on the cake. The, yeah, pretty much that. And then the most emotional I've ever been is the one I won in, in Czech in 2018 because it took me seven years to win again. And you had my mate on the bag. I had Andy Carter there. Who was just recently. We actually never even spoke about this. You know what? When he left, I was annoyed. And he won't let it go. (laughs) We we had him on the podcast. Our last guest was Carter. Two episodes Somebody actually commented on the video when it went live and said, I can't believe it mentioned the win on the bag. And I thought, why did we not mention that? Crazy. Yeah, one hit wonder. That's a good record. One one hit wonder. One tournament, one win. He did great. Honestly, do you know, we went there and just had fun. And I think that's that the key. Thing. That was the key. I think sometimes you go in there with too much thought, too much pressure, too much got to do this, got to do that. You know what? We just, you know what? We just literally had fun. We're just on that then because there's been a lot of talk, obviously, recently with like Rory and his caddy, Harry Diamond, being a good friend. Obviously, he's a great golfer. I think it's like a plus five handicap golfer so we can play golf. But there's kind of, it feels at the moment there's almost like two types of caddy on tour. There's the super kind of, traditional caddy who's well known for being a caddy for 20 years and there's people who, who like whispers just the right thing in your ear when you need it yeah who's like a trained caddy and then the, other, the other kind feels like it's somebody's mate they've got on the bag or, or the wife i mean it's a bit but, like andy with you it's a bit like liam, liam harrison, harrison with dan gavin yeah. who we spoke about recently like you say westwood's wife who, and westwood had, has had a his fantastic son as well, hasn't it? Yeah. season since having that on so, the bag so do you think that they, ob- they obviously do but they both must work like having an established caddy obviously works which obviously something like a steve williams has proved with tiger for countless majors but equally having a friend on the relaxes you can also really help i think every player is different and every player wants something different i mean that's the, the main thing I know as a person that I just want someone there to have a laugh with who, you know, obviously does or knows your game. Um, but it's more of when they pick you up when you're down and know what to say in that sense. Um, so, yeah, like a friend is more something because I, I know how like I'm the one hitting the golf shop. Like, everyone says, oh, you blame the caddy, you blame the caddy. But actually, it's you have to take responsibility for the shots you take. They're there to help you. They're not there to not, they're not going to, you know. They can't per- make you do it, not, can they? They're not, the not going to purposely yeah. tell you Im- advice that's wrong yeah. because, obviously, it's a benefit for them if you play well. So, you know, unfortunately, we all, we're just human. But I think what works, especially with, like, you see with Lee, like, he's just happy. Yeah. He's he's with the person he wants to be around. And, you know, he's just, it's uplifting. And, you know, he, know, he knows how to play golf. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's more of, like, the person that he wants to chat to, he wants to have a laugh with, yeah. who he wants next to him. Like, I remember also playing at Wentworth at a Gary Player Invitational, and I played with Jason Day. So his caddy for a long time, has been his coach, best friend. And, you know, that's just, it works. Yeah. So well, you have, like, DJ has his brother, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, Justin, but then yeah. but then Bryson probably wouldn't have his best mate on the bag. Bryson wants somebody who's... Scientist give him, almost. He's going to give him, you know, you need to know these numbers. Almost, yeah, pressure almost, the wind. This is, this is a, a proper, proper job. Don't make me laugh. We're, it, in, we're yeah, in a work mode. His, his brain doesn't work... 
It's well, it works a little bit differently <laughs> yeah. to most. His brain works much more advanced than most, yeah. most people. He's so. like, like, yeah, streets ahead. <laughs> like, we can't keep up. <laughs> so 2019, that was, that was your win. And that gave you an exemption then for LET for a period of time? Yeah, it did for, for two years. So you said 19 then. Do you mean the 12 one or do you mean the 19 one? 2019, 19. yeah. So the current one. Yeah. So yeah. what did the first one get you then that we won in 2012? Did that well, give you... Because well, I won twice that year gave me three year exemption ah do you always get to play in the scottish open because you've won it um good question i hope so <laughs> <laughs> if not i hope i get an invite <laughs> well you you played in it this year didn't yeah you? yeah no i played this year we played at dunbarney first time ever playing that was an awesome i've heard golf it's amazing yeah, I've it's heard very it's amazing. new but i met uh, i met the uh, guy called clive who designed the golf course recently in st andrews and he was really proud of it he said it's yeah. like one of the best patches of land he's ever he's ever been blessed to be able to use as a canvas for a golf course really it does look quite quite exceptional how do you and it obviously you've been pro now since 2000 and if my math is right 10 yeah december 2009 when i got my card yeah how do you stay motivated how do you stay committed to it how do you how what what drives you well i mean it's the love of the game isn't it as well as the ups and downs i mean it, it is a lifestyle of highs and lows and you know it's the highs that keep going really yeah so yeah there's times where i hate it but there's something there that just makes you want to find that you know there's nothing more or that feeling that we it's what we work for every single day is that yeah. feeling of that win and, and nothing it, beats it and again is it the win that absolutely keeps you committed or is it a, a really strong season so like a really really good finish on like the order of merit or something it's a mixture of both, really. It's it's nice to play a season where you're just playing solid golf. I think that keeps your emotions more level, yeah. which is actually quite a nice thing. It's more yeah, relaxing yeah. in that sense. But, you know, the win's obviously a big thing. Of course. But it's nice to have a level and a win. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> what the idea is, is to... Play well consistently and have That's a win. That's like Tony Fainau this year. <laughs> yeah, it is. The other thing as well, obviously, on the course you've had great success and, I, and I'm, you'll definitely have more success moving forward. We all, we all know that. You were one of the first kind of real pioneers that really embraced social media, I feel. Um, I don't know really necessarily, but... Like, did you always... did When social media started to come out, was it a conscious effort to be on social media and to promote yourself? Or was it something that you got advised to do or, you know, because I feel like I knew about you probably much more than I would do many other people because I live on the world of social media. Yeah, like, you know, even like when we first met. We even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, it was at Trafford. It was probably yeah. about 2014 or 15. Well, what, yeah. what was strange was a year before that, so I followed you on, I was following you on Instagram and a year before that you were in Australia right. and you were about a month behind me because i'd been in australia and you went to a driving range that i'd been at weirdly with artificial turf you might not remember oh, it right. and a big tiger in the middle of it and i remember oh it's mad like we almost run these kind of parallel lives i knew you were kind of living in the northwest at that time you were playing golf you were dead in social media i just knew at some point our paths would collide and it was at trafford that time when you came down practicing um but i i just feel like not many female golfers golfers in in as a whole was really utilizing social media but you really were like your instagram was definitely way above most people's i think at that point i never really thought about it but again even since then especially after meeting you with like doing the youtube stuff i realized actually how much like the world's going in this direction so and then especially now like you know, with whatever, you know, particular sponsors that might be cropping up or events or everything is kind of social media involved. Yeah. So it's just, I think from that moment, I didn't realize until like the last kind of, you know, five, six years where how much the world is enhancing in that direction. I felt like you always gave a really good insight to your life through social media i think i maybe just did that naturally because yeah. i never had anyone to tell me to do that you weren't advised to do that's that that's good that you had that foresight because like i think we said this before off camera like obviously the best golfers in the world on both tours men's or women's are the best golfers in the world but you need it, it, the ones that seem to get a following whether that be on social media or you know actually on the golf course the ones that you, you you find yourself attached to, for whatever reason it could be, the personality, like Beef, obviously, Sevy in the day, you know, these characters. 
And I think by, like you have done, by utilising social media, and even by, I'm looking here now, one of the first videos you and Rick did was May 2015. And I'm going to show you a picture and make you laugh at this. But by even doing that, whether you, obviously you at the time didn't even really think much about it other than it'll just be a bit of fun, that unlocked more eyeballs on you who may not watch much tour golf or much of the women's tour golf that then became like fans of you. And you still have a following that we see a lot, like I, I just, on I the just, page, don't we? I always just oh, felt like straight picture. away. That's funny. That is. We'll have to, we'll have to pull, we'll this, up, up pull this on the screen for the video version. Look at Rick's hair there. Hey, <laughs> look how young you look. That's a weird. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you don't like you've changed, Carly. But you know what? I think it was just the banter. Like you were just like ourselves. That's the, the funny I, thing. We don't try to be anything else. We mm. just be ourselves. But like, that's what was really me good trying with to you. put off Pete, like doing hands now. Yeah, that was so funny. Like, but that's just, what was really good with you straight away. You you were really well known. You had pedigree of winning. You had a following, but you also knew how to be yourself. And I think that sometimes it's quite difficult sometimes on a video, and I've I've done it with other people as well since. They like almost put this guard up. Like you 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 you've just always been yourself, and I think that's why people love you so much. Certainly on the videos. Um, one of the other things I always remember, and I'd love to bring this up, but this is not something we've done. You obviously did also work off social media. Was it GQ magazine? What was the what was the naked shoot? Oh, that's ESPN. I mean, body that, issue. That's incredible that you did that. Oh, Talk uh, us through this. Okay, so that was... Because, you know, I've always been into my fitness. And that year, I'd obviously won twice. So I've obviously been kind of noticing this in a sense. So, so this was back in, like, 2012 or something, yeah. right? So I've obviously... An inquiry's come in, and I've been obviously asked about this. This is when I was with the IMG management. And, you know, they've asked me if if this is something I'd be you know keen to do or willing to do or interested in uh, it kind of took me by shock a little bit because I'm like whoa <laughs> that's a bit like I mean like, didn't expect that it's like naked like naked naked or just <laughs> just like so I, I mean I think like I said I'm only 20 at the time but then I've kind of done a bit of research i'm like oh my god like there's some of the most best athletes well, I, I hadn't like, ever arnold, arnold schwarzenegger done, done it done it i did it with gary same year as gary player yeah there's gary so we were the two <laughs> we were the two golfers that year brooks has done it since i believe yep so describe this shoot for me well <laughs> is it as glamorous as it looks or not because you did it at is it, at new, it. York, new york drive i range? did it in oh Chelsea Piers, New yeah. York, on January 4th. So it was freezing. Oh, wow. So you can imagine I was like, 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 dressing gown yeah. off on heaters. Um, I think as well, the initial, like, like unveiling. Take, yeah, unveiling <laughs> was the hard part. But then. It's it's kind of a small group of people, and then eventually it's just like whatever. Everyone, everyone's seen you naked, so yeah, I'm like, naked now. Yeah. So <laughs> done. Yeah, there's some Greg Norman pictures online that are quite revealing as well. He's done it, Greg Norman. He, he was even ripped. Camilla uh, Camilo Vigigas. I think he has. There's a bit of a well, trend like, though. It's all the yeah. guys that are shredded that have yeah, done yeah. it. I don't understand why. And um, and did you find that that kind of a new audience found you? Obviously, that's ESPN, huge worldwide magazine. Like, did you find that people were now starting to follow you that maybe weren't golfers? Um, I don't know. Don't know now. You can't measure to it. To be honest, I wouldn't know necessarily. Um, I don't look at the numbers and figures 
um, but I just f- feel that you know it's something I'm actually very humbled to be asked to be involved in and again seeing the athletes that have done it also it's kind of be nice to be one of those that have also that's, that's what, what, did, what did your mom and dad think about it well that's the funny thing <laughs> so um during the interview of that um i met like i had i think about six six i've got six or seven tattoos i can't remember um i had at least four at that point and um my dad never knew I had any tattoos. He was so against them. Oh so in my, my interview, goodness. he was like, surprise. <laughs> no <laughs> he was way. Gonna see them. Um, I feel like your big brother would have been, or your brothers would have been very protective well, as well. The thing is, I had, I remember getting one when I was really young. When I was like, just turned 18. And I got one on my foot. And I had to wear socks all the time <laughs> when I was home. And then one day I just forgot to come downstairs and put socks on. He's like, what's that on your foot? And I go, Oh, it's just a sticker. Oh, thank God. It's, <laughs> it's, was, it's funny you mention that. because you're like, I love how gullible he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then two years later, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't a sticker, Dad. <laughs> well, Rick's yeah, it's, not, it's not come off yet. <laughs> you're booked in for your tattoo this weekend, aren't you? I am actually, Rick's yeah. got a big Man United logo on his arm. <laughs> big Man United logo. But you're a Liverpool please, fan, aren't you? Please do not tell me you're going to do that. No, yeah, I'm going to get CR7 on the back. Rick's become a huge... This is a bit of a running joke on the podcast oh, that Rick's become a massive United like, fan like again now. I say footy. Footy yes, fan. massive Liverpool fan. And there, another thing of my dad, his his number plate's one KOP. Cop, nice. One cop. That must be worth a few quid. And his other one is W, because his name's Wallace. 007, for James Bond. That's class. No way. I know. He's put, he's put them in the will. <laughs> like, I was going to say, you you drive around in the car. Well, Wallace, you two Wallace, aren't selling them. Wallace can have, obviously, W007. Well, this, this is the problem. Me and Wallace have a fight now because he wants one KOP. I'm like, but I can't have W07 because yeah. my name's not Wallace and your name's Wallace. Yeah, get the cop <laughs> one. Are you, do you still follow it close in the football? Um, Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say the last few weeks, but I would love to go to a few games. Um coming few months because you're pally with milner aren't you james milner um well, you've done stuff you've done videos I, I or used to come to your events as he just yeah i went to his golf day a few times i was possibly gonna um join his management group when he just started but um i used to go to his uh, his ball which was pretty awesome that, but there was some um famous people at that right that's where i met Klopp. Oh wow! And you two Liverpool good. fans just chatting about Liverpool. Rick could have been loving this I conversation. Didn't know you're a Liverpool yeah, fan. I've actually weirdly oh. I've got a Liverpool shirt on today. I've got the last season's goalie shirt on. Oh. You knew you were coming. Yeah, exactly. We uh, can be friends. Yeah, Rick's out of it. Go away. Rick, go away. <laughs> who's the most famous goal? Who's the most famous person you've played golf with? Oh, nice. Oh, well, I didn't play around with. Well, actually, you know, the most famous week I would say would be when I was in China for this uh, an event. So I'm hitting golf balls and very friendly and sociable that week with Morgan Freeman. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that's a big name. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a, <laughs> just a name drop on the desk there. That's a, that's a name drop. You asked, you got. It literally came my, from heaven. Uh, it just <laughs> dropped. My um, partner for that week was Chris Evans, Captain America. Oh, wow. And the group in front was John Daly and Jessica Alba. Oh my god! Who we all became friends with, and Greg Norman was like, we all had wow. an absolute ball that week. And also, you've got probably one of the most famous people on the planet. Yeah. Get into your DMs. 
I'm following you. He he messaged me first. Do you know this story? Is it the Trump one? Oh, we're going to come on to that in a oh, minute. Oh, a different no, one. But okay, no, sorry, a different one. Co- very cool. The, 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 right, okay. the person who should be president Can I have of the <laughs> United States. Yeah. Not The Rock. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, the Rock's Absolute playing the full rock. story now, please. How did that happen? Well, I don't know, really. Was this on Insta? <laughs> he saw the ESPN shoot. <laughs> one thing led to another. Was this on Insta was, on Twitter? No, on Twitter. Oh, so. come on, please get it. Have you got it on your phone still? Yeah. I'd have this framed. Right, so I don't know. In how fact, was it you not your cover for a bit that he followed you? Uh, so what happened? Did he just no. follow you out of the blue? He no, I I think I well, I always followed him. I've got so many then, questions. Does he still follow you? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Do you check a lot yeah. to see if he still does? We had we had some great conversations. <coughs> look at, look at the slide on the messages. Sat on the DMs, you're scrolling up like that. They said it's going to be a YouTube clip. You get all these on. He followed me back, and that's what he sent me. Hi, Carly. You look beautiful today. No. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Oh, she sent you out, out the blue. He sent you a picture of him hitting golf balls. This isn't even that long ago, 2017. She put, what up, Carly? I think you'd be proud of the skills. It's yeah. the rock hitting it. Oh, my word. So yeah, how does he... Look at this. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my So that was out the blue? How did he... Uh, well, you met him? Or? No, he, he kind of... I think I've I've done something obviously just like adding his at mm. like a workout video or something and then i think he started that series um oh, didn't he do series? something about golf because i've ballers, seen that picture before that was it. ballers right that series that came out and i think i've posted about him like watching it adding him and he goes um, something about something you'd appreciate as athletes, Carly. That's so and cool. then I, I've done something with me like working out and he goes something like uh you know the drill, mama <laughs> <laughs> And he wasn't following at this point, or was he? Yeah he was after this. And then I had Oh my um, word. there was this uh the an event in America where they did this like vote challenge first time i i think it's only ever really been done but it was between me and i think blair o'neill i remember this yeah it's a bit weird that though like i don't find that really did you ever remember this they they voted for a player to play in a tournament yeah literally so the it was between i think three of us or four of us it was just a popularity contest but not but not like a a space in the lpga yeah just an, an lpga event and um Shamila got it, being Indian, just because obviously there's about a bazillion people in India. But I've had messages from, like, another tournament I played after saying, that, you know, can you invite The Rock for the Pro-Am? And I'm like, uh, well, because he said, can you vote for my homegirl, Carly? Yeah, he, he shouted you out, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Oh That's so cool. And then you did have randomly have Trump follow you. Yes, he followed me for five days. That's random. I was his 46 follower. That so is random. And have you met him before? Is that how it came about? Or? Yeah, He's obviously have. a big golfer. Have you met Trump? <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say I know him, but I've met him and spoke very brief words. So that was a, ge- do you reckon it was a genuine follow? And then he just thought, oh. Do you know what I think it was? It's to do with, I think he follows Gary Player, and I've, been at quite a lot of the Gary Player invitationals. And I think it was something. Ah, uh, he's been having a bit closer. Sorry, Carly. Oh, sorry. Um, 
playing a lot of the Gary Player Invitationals and he follows Gary Player. So I think maybe something seen there. But I played in the British Open at Turnbury, 2015, and that's where I met him um, very briefly. Me going up the stairs, he's coming down the stairs. And did he know who you were? Did he say like... Hello. <laughs> Hi, How are you? I've watched you on Rick Shields' channel. <laughs> Love the videos. I'm not doing any more impressions. Last week, Rick was doing a, an Irish impression. Didn't go down well. And No, it didn't go And then I think if we tried to do an American and it's Trump, I think that might be too much. Yeah. I get cancelled. I can only do American and, and Scouse. Go on, let's see you, Scouse. That's murder. That's murder. <laughs> well, that That's not bad. Because, <laughs> I mean, there is... I mean, obviously, when you were growing up, I, you obviously inherited a little bit of a kind of an American... Well, no, that, the, the American was because of school. From school, yeah. So I, I wanted people to actually understand me. <laughs> Did you have to change your accent when you were over there? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you just adapt, don't you? When, Like, when I go hang around with Scottish people, the Scottish comes out. Of course. When I'm in, when I'm in Manchester, like, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all the Mancunian comes out. And then, obviously, with my family, like, my mum's like... Ah, Maureen, Arlene, like you know, she just like kind of just depends who you're around. I think mm. I just my my. She's from. Is she from Liverpool? Fluc- yeah, your mom fluctuates my wanna, my accent. Do you have sure. a question? Or do you want to do a couple? Of- I want to come to some questions in a minute. So obviously, still playing at the moment. Do you see what takes place in the future? Like, is is there? goals and ambitions and drive that you see Carly doing that's not in golf let's say or if it is in golf it's not playing golf that's uh, a big question I think that's a lot of what I've been kind of thinking of to be honest you know I've just had a shoulder operation so as well I'm kind of thinking long term too whereas I still want to keep playing but I also want to put myself in a place where you know when that day stops, I can just go into something else. Yeah. Not do you think, then you think, think. it's still being golf? Um, yeah, 100%, yeah. I think. You'd I would be, be a pre- horrific... Be a presenter. I would be a bad coach, though. You'd be so. a good presenter. Well, I need to do some more um, media training. So that's probably something I'm going to do over the next kind of year. I, th- I always think presenters that have an insight to what it's like on tour it, it's easy to talk about what you know mm. and and also you'll know some of the golfers you might get a little bit more out of them let's say they, they might say things that they'd say to you that they might not say to a yeah. non-golf you know commentator i think that's why kind of nick doherty always does so it's well really, yeah i own yeah. steven and incy and you know i think because they've got that pedigree i've been out here done it with you girls or fellas or whatever you know, you can, you're all right, you're all right with me. You can chat yeah. to me. Do you know what I mean? I think you'd be great at that. And that's a great thing about, you know, even playing the Evian Masters, um, the major I just played uh, this year. I had Simon Dyson, you know, a former top 25 in the world on the back for the first time. His, you know, he's gone into the coaching side, but he's never, never caddied before. Yeah. And he's like, this is going to be such a great insight to be on the other side. Of course. And, you know, he's like, I want selfie with uh, Padiko and really? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> calm down. I know, yeah. <laughs> calm down, Simon. What, um, is he is he coach at the, currently, Simon? Yeah, he's uh, based, based mainly at Montremal. Yeah, but he's your coach? Um, Not necessarily, but, you know, it's, you know, potentially. Do you, do you um, have, but do you, from, from, from what he's, for of recent, it's more of like the inside. I love to chat to him because of, you know, it's not necessarily about the swing. It's about 
the mindset like he's just got so much knowledge and I think I think that's the thing it's not always technique it's nope. it's the mindset so when you know what you're doing like I know when I'm hitting badly I kind of already know what I'm doing wrong he's more of a performance coach and I think that's more beneficial to especially the higher player of course of um well the higher level of player because you know, you know how to hit a golf ball. We all know how, yeah, yeah. of course. Do you know what I mean? You know how to hit it. You know how to manage a golf ball around a golf course. It's doing it in certain situations. It's doing it when you might not be feeling your best. It's doing it when, you know, you, you've had a bad start or whatever it may be. And it's even like little insights of just, you know, something that he's learned. Of course. Which, it, like something about, like, I've I've been struggling with, like, that 80, 60 to 80 yard bunker shot. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, well, I learned this, someone, you know, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, so it's just like these little things that it's not necessarily you don't know how to play it, but how do you have a variety or how can you make it easier for yourself? Of course. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's been really insightful. So you'll have a little bit more time off this year, obviously, with the shoulder. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, I withdrew from the second round of my last event. Um, I'm going to take a few weeks off, and I'm I'm going to see where I'm at because uh, it's just not 100 percent there yet, and I yep. don't want to force uh, uh, an operation, yep. and I want to make sure it's not a long term yeah, problem. Yeah, right thing to do, definitely. You hear you hear about so much people coming back, don't they? Too early, yeah, too and it just does more yeah. damage than it's worth. Got some questions? Yeah. Well, yeah so. Um, we have a Facebook group, Carly, and for listeners that don't know, um, obviously on Facebook, it's just literally called the Rick Shields Golf Shows. If you want to join, go on a little search bar on Facebook. The Rick Shields Golf Shows, like 65,000 members now. It's getting up there. It's good. Um, there's a chat about the podcast, chat about just general. We have a lot of people posting the first ever Holding One picks, but I love seeing it. People seem to get a lot of Holding Ones. 60,000 people. It's it's probably like a one a day, statistically. What's the one, though? What's the odds? One in, I don't know. I'm sure it's over 100,000. So yeah, so one in every couple of and days. And then there's um, a lot of people like they post pictures of like the scorecard. Like today I broke hundred for the first time, or broke ninety, and we love seeing that as well. Yeah, sometimes great. a little bit of thanks to Rick for watching the videos. Oh, only sometimes. That's if guy accepts them ones. Yeah, I have power, so I just decline. I don't want to give him any more credit. <laughs> but anyway, um, we said on there that you were coming on, and you got a great reception. You'll be glad to know. Um, loads of people did excited to hear from you, but. We had loads and loads of questions. I'm just going to only pick a few, and we've been going for over an hour already. We have. Time has flown. So I've just picked out some of the really good ones. Um, This one's from Mark Thomas. It's a bit kind of standard, but I'm really keen to hear your... uh, No offence, Mark. It's something you ask a lot of times, but what's your dream four ball? Oh, I think it it kind of changes quite often. I remember getting asked this many, many years ago, but if I'm going to be completely honest, at this moment in time, it would be... The Rock, Gary Player, and Tiger Woods. That's a good one. Does. That'd be close to yours, about wouldn't it, Rick? You wouldn't be far. Although like I that. would quite like to play with Mark Wahlberg too. Yeah, it'd th- be a five ball. It'd be a five ball. <laughs> I think I'd go Tiger, Will Smith, Rock. Oh, that's a good one. It'd be a six ball. You, you could have him on your bag. <laughs> oh yeah, I can have a caddy and then e- each one can, of the players. Can one of them have can a caddy. Have a caddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's a good one from Kevin Rands. He said. Can you ask about her golf fitness program? I'm guessing he's obviously a follower on your Insta because you've done a lot on there about your fitness. But does she think it could help benefit? Could it help and benefit amateurs as well as the pros? Massively, big thing. You know, I'm part of um, um, an app which you should follow and subscribe is Golf Watt. So it's about enhancing your fitness levels to to make your golf game better. 
as an athlete growing up, like I know, for example, I wouldn't be as good at golf if I didn't have such a good physical background mm-hmm. with my gymnastics, hand-eye coordination, my my. I think as well, people don't realize how much a f- your physical fitness really like helps your mental strength, especially if you're out there for like five, six hours a day. And I know like if I'm physically fit, I'm less likely to get tired. Mm-hmm. And then that's when your your game tends to drop. So if you're physically fit, I feel like that's only going to be positive in your in yourself as well. So that's golf, W-A-D. Yes. W- it A-D what? what? W-O-D. W-O-D. The workout of the day. It's like a CrossFit thing. Um a good question from Matthew Baldwin. I don't think it's the golf for Matthew Baldwin, but best way to get my young daughter into golf? Do you have any tips from like a... don't know, from more... Because obviously you've given some good advice, Rick, when your daughters, but maybe from more obviously a, a female's perspective and the fact you were a junior golfer, what, what would you say? I mean, I don't know where he's based necessarily, but I think just starting in maybe group sessions, like younger group sessions... I mean, not necessarily going out on the golf course, but going on like maybe a pitch and putt mm. or just to the driving range, just get a feel. I think that's the the, the best way to just kind of start yeah. and then see where you go from there. Yeah. I, I've started to see more and it, it's, I, I think I always used to kind of almost turn my nose up to it a little bit and I'm, I, I'm wrong and I'm happy to say it. I just think crazy golf and, and like mini golf plays such an important part for getting kids into golf. Well, did I tell you I went to pitch and put last week? I don't think yeah, I said on the flat. So I went last week, me and my wife went to St. Anne's, you know, the little seaside town. Yeah. And there's like an actual pitch and put at the beach, but it's like crazy. quite good. There was some holes like 30 yards. There was some like 100 yards. And we went and had a little game. And I actually genuinely hand on heart enjoyed it as much as I would enjoy playing proper golf because yeah. it was still like, like I said, decent little holes. It was not like loads of pressure. We weren't playing the proper rules. And it was just really fun. And you think like when you grow up, which I did, which I'm grateful for, like playing golf, the only negative to that is you see it very much as you have to play it in holes, you have to play properly, you can't move your ball up on a bad lie because you want to play it kind of by the book. But equally, there's so many more ways of playing golf, certainly for youngsters that can just be fun, that don't have to be that kind of linear 1 to 18. Yeah, I honestly think mini golf or crazy golf plays play such a part. Just as an introduction and then it's driving ranges, it's group classes, as you say, Carly. It's something that just, they understand, the kid knows, that's a golf ball, that's a golf club, that's a golf hole. Mm. Well, whatever combination happens after that doesn't really matter. And also, I think, like, it doesn't have to be 18 holes. I think, especially at that age, it should be, like, five-hole competitions. Mm. Because, yeah. do you know what? 18 holes takes a long time. It's a, it's a, it's a long period of time. So it's got to be short. And, and you know, because I think, like, at that age, you kind of you know, your mind goes and you lose interest quite quickly. So it's got to be fun and quick. Well, you you so wouldn't... You mean Rick's quick six? Rick's, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. we joke, but you wouldn't put... For you wouldn't give a group of under seven footballers a full-size pitch in 90 minutes, would you? No. no. They just wouldn't laugh, they wouldn't enjoy it. They have smaller goals, smaller teams. Like, everything's smaller, in it? And it's more kind of palatable. Yeah. Um, quick one before I come on to the last question from the audience. We've, we're a similar age and probably been playing golfer similar amount of time, although you've obviously done a hell of a lot more than I ever have. Although I have got over there, if you look at that little trophy behind you, the Tiger Woods bobblehead, that trophy on the left is when I won the Hurlston Hall Junior Open putting comp in 2002. 
So there. So there. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. The same, the same, um, the same year you were won three club champions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Literally, was the you, same year. Do you say this on every podcast? Yeah, and I've also got my 2004 Junior Order of Merit as well there. So he, he, he likes he likes to flex. It's now because there's been comments before saying, "Well, what guys' credentials? You know, Rick's a PJ Pro with nearly two million subscribers. Well, there's my fucking credentials. Um, <laughs> so I have that. Yeah, but anyway. Um, Again, we so we've been playing golf for a similar amount of time. When I was growing up, I was quite nervous that golf wasn't cool. And a story I've probably told before in the podcast, I remember getting lift home from the golf club with mum and dad, getting out of my clubs out of the car, and the public bus would go past. They might have youngsters on who've been playing out or whatever. And I would panic that they're going to see me with my set of golf clubs. I really would. And I'd like run in the house or almost hide a little bit because I didn't want to get ridiculed in school, which sounds mad to even say now. But I do think golf has changed massively. Do you, do you see that as well? I mean, I don't know how you felt as a, as a young girl playing golf, but do you feel like golf has become cool and it's more kind of accepted as well? Massively. Like, I've seen a big change since I was a kid. Like, I was, you know, I didn't really have time for friends, to be honest, but I didn't think it was cool, but I just, I think that was the pushing or, you know, the, the support of obviously having my older brother play, um, and my family and you know having the farm at home so like I didn't really have to go anywhere I could come home and practice mm. no one has to see me have you got golf holes at you at the farm yeah we have like 15 15, 15 holes. holes yeah <laughs> oh my word so you got a golf course basically I mean you can see all the holes and like from the first tee like how long how long are they uh, like some are like over 300, well, two are like 350 yards, no. but you can go from tee to different greens. So some can be really short or really long. But who maintains it? Well, it's a little bit obvious now because I, mean, yeah. I haven't lived there for ages and my dad's kind of struggling a bit, but he used to cut grass every day. That's all he did. Oh my, that, that's unreal. 15 holes at home. Yeah. No wonder you were a tour pro. Exactly. That's why, why I never was. <laughs> That's awesome. And the last question I've got is a really good one again uh, from Stuart Smith. He said, what do you think about the current crop of young golfers coming through? Uh, some of the young women that played in the Curtis Cup were outstanding, he said. Well, I mean, I don't like being one of the younger ones when I turned pro. And I was saying this to you earlier. I never really kind of looked behind me. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I've seen, all, like, Obviously, getting involved, especially with like d- disability golf, um, the European Disability Golf Association, as well as Scottish golf, um, I've seen a lot, and and then also seen how much how we want to make this easier and more accessible to youngsters. But then I've seen like um, uh, Duncan, what's Louise uh, Duncan? Louise you mentioned Duncan, before, yeah. Like how amazing she played in the British Open. This oh, phenomenal. She's Scottish as well, isn't she? Yeah. And I was like, geez, you know what? I s- that just made my day to see that there are, like whatever we're trying to achieve and, and, and see, like make a, a trend for girls younger than us to, to start making golf their way of life and what they want to do and, and their career, that this is, we're seeing it now, which is good. If yeah. you had a sat, if you had to sit down with Louise now, she's just kind of starting her say that. Question. career. What kind of advice would you give her? You know, I actually, um, yeah, I know kind of what I'd say, which would be the same thing I actually said. Charlie Hall sat me down once when she just started. When we were in Turkey, she asked me that kind of similar question, like, "How do you win?" Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, come on, she just played. Solheim and she's won many times she's been out and like I mean she's an absolute star 
but it's funny like in some ways like you don't really you ha- you know you know and you have an answer but everyone's very different of but course. i just know for a fact you just got to keep enjoying it yeah that's the main fact and also like use your time wisely yeah and also like listen listen to whatever advice that you hear what you get given and then use it to your advantage you know you don't have to take everyone's advice but figure out what's best for you would you advise her to pursue a social media i think that's part of that is it's a good thing to be more known and and i'm sure that's the way a lot of sponsors kind of want that route of you know using their you know, image yeah. and, and and whatever that is to promote promote what they want but you got to think of yourself first and make sure you're you're your priority yeah. and make sure you you know what it's more even the team around you yeah make sure you have the right team around you that's a good point. And oh. that's the thing with social media. Like, <clears throat> I would probably, without question, go, oh, yeah, absolutely do social media. Like, you'd be daft not to. But then you could also, I could also say, don't bother with well, it. That's what I mean. Let your team do it and focus on your golf. That's you don't what hear I mean. Nonsense. I, but I live in that bubble again where if you're out on tour all the time and, you, and you're playing in tournaments, have you got time to be distracted by social media? Like, do you actually need but, it? Or, like, say, can your management look after the, the it? The thing or? is, though, we live in a world in what we do in where number, like, Followers matter, likes matter, views matter. It's what we do. If you're a golfer, you might be a bit interested, but where you finished last week matters. Yeah. How you're improving your putting matters. Like how you finished this week matters. You Followers don't see can, it as, as almost like a, a a broader business strategy on the yeah. side that just plugs in that you can go. Oh, I did this in an event. Oh, my Instagram also made me a few thousand. This it's week. like Pat. So if you have a look now, Patrick Cantlay won last week. Obviously, how much did he win? Was it fifteen million dollars? Something like that. And I'm using this term loosely, but he's only got um, how many followers? Well, I'm going to guess. I reckon. I reckon not many more over a hundred thousand. He's got seventy-five thousand. So, but does is he going to give a toss? It's more of you how I think it's more of your mental strength too, because whatever positivity comes with social media, there's so much negativity. Sure. So, if you can be able to weigh up both and not care so much of the negative then go for it with the social media but if that's gonna make you feel depressed or it's gonna start to oh my god have i lost followers or um oh, i've not played well this week or people or are gonna, some, some peop- troll said something tro- nasty yeah, to people me are gonna say, <laughs> people are gonna say something nasty to me because i didn't play well this week i mean if that's your thought process you i don't mean need, that's not healthy you don't need it and you can even like even on tour play you can almost get Oh, you walked past me and didn't give me a signature today. I hate you now. Yeah. You know, even things that are almost like... Yeah, just, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> it almost get you so like... I don't know. You'd go to the next day and have after have a picture with everybody because you'd be thinking, oh, God, I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> I could imagine or it. there'll be a keyboard warrior <laughs> like this and then when they see you, can I have a picture, big fan? Like, oh, yeah. If Rick woke up tomorrow and suddenly got a European tour card... And you're playing on the European tour on a Sunday. I'll caddy for you. <laughs> Carly's in the bag. You're walking down the 18th, you're out to win. He's thinking, 
oh, what's my Instagram caption going to be? Well, I would. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking. <laughs> Next thing he shanks it and loses. <laughs> I, I need to get a banger Instagram if we're going to win this. It's okay, I'll help you. <laughs> um, well, Carly, you've been a pleasure. Um, I think we've covered pretty much everything. I think that was excellent. I think there's definitely a part two in the future, though. We've got so much more. I think we can go over and, yeah. and how you're getting on with your golf and stuff. But for today, we've got to pick sick. it back up next year when you're fully fit and fighting again and back out on tour and killing it. We want to see more Carly booth wins and i'm sure you do too i certainly do um everybody make sure you do follow carly thanks for listening to episode number 96 and uh, we'll see you next week five star review on apple would always be nice as well if you want to don't have to i think carly deserves it thanks for listening everyone thanks for watching thanks for carly for coming in thanks guys thanks guy thanks yeah. rick <laughs> <laughs> see you soon Bye. thanks very matt good thanks matt <laughs>